Welcome to the All IVF Ever Wanted podcast with Gareth and Emma. That's me. <laughs> documenting our next and possibly final round of IVF. Um, this process will be keeping me sane and probably driving Gareth a little bit crazy. <laughs> um, so we hope that this does also help you guys as well. So enjoy the episode. Okay, so the plot twist episode. <laughs> what? What, a plot, what a plot twist. <laughs> what on earth, Gareth? <laughs> so we can't really believe the space that we're sitting in right now. Um, I'm currently 11 weeks and three days pregnant which is just mind-blowing. Um, and, I mean, wow, like what... It just seems like it's come out... Well, well, it's not come out of nowhere, because no. that's what we've been trying to do for years, right? But it's just <laughs> yeah. at the same time, it's come completely out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it, weren't we? Because it happened, so we conceived on my very next cycle, which was delayed. So the cycle... After egg collection, my cycle went down to like 21, no, 23 days or something. Really short cycle for me. And then I had a really long cycle. So I ovulated really late into that cycle and my next bleed started really late. But that ovulation is when we conceived. And we've not had a natural conception no. In two in two and a half years, you know, the first time we got pregnant was a fully. No, I don't think we've ever had a no, we haven't. Conception no, the whole time we've been together. No, we haven't. And I mean, you you were on the coil anyway yeah. for years. But for two and a half years, the yeah. time that we've not been using um, birth control. Yeah. Um, we got pregnant and had a loss at five and a half weeks, but that was a fully medicated ovulation induction where I was injecting every other day, um, and then fully medicated IUI, which was Willow, and then this. So we asked ourselves, you know, what's different? Because we weren't relaxed. We didn't have anywhere to live at yeah, the time I mean, we when we to, conceived. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong, we had some stresses going mm. on, but we weren't, it, I suppose it wasn't so much a stress of IVF, was it? No. We weren't mid-prep. We knew we had one... But I was prepping for frozen embryo transfer. Yeah, I suppose. Having con consultations with different all these different people. Yeah. I think it was just a situation where it was, you know, you you probably still, you know, inside you, the hormone, the hormones are probably still prevalent, right? Because mm -hmm. you're on so many injections in that run up to that. Um, mm -hmm. The human uh, growth yeah. hormone prep. So that was obviously still going on. Yeah my DNA frag had dropped because of the prep that we were on. So I think, and it was just the very next cycle, right? So it I think was, it was yeah. just the perfect recipe if there was going to be one yeah. for a natural pregnancy. Yeah. And I'm joking, like, oh, all this money on IVF, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and then we just go and get pregnant straight away, you know? Um, but I don't think this would have happened had we not no, just that's, done that's that what IVF I'm saying. cycle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You? Yeah, no, I'm in complete agreement. Yeah. The only reason why we had the conception was because of everything we'd done the month prior. Yeah. Um, and I don't really think it was like, I mean, I just, I, 
just so you know, I prefer to use the word spontaneous because like spontaneous pregnancy that's, um, you know, not been as part of a fertility cycle. Um, but I still feel like it was riding off the back of that IVF cycle and all the prep that yeah. we've both done. Um, and like you say, just this sort of random mix of things being in the right place at the right time in that in that rare moment um so I suppose if there was any ever a time it was going to happen all of the kind of bits that we've been tuning up and tuning down to try and get ourselves in the best place for IVF were all still in place yeah my very next ovulation because it was egg retrieval bleed ovulation and that's when yeah we got pregnant um so a complete shock because every month I test if because I have acupuncture every single week so my acupuncturist always says to me that if if she's coming on a Tuesday and I'm due to have a bleed in the next few days she always says make sure you have a test to check you're not pregnant because the needles that she puts in me around that time are to make me bleed, right? To bring on my bleed because what she's doing always is supporting where I am in my cycle. So if I'm ovulating, she's doing everything I can to, you know, give me the best ovulation. If I'm in the other phase, you know, she's doing everything she can to make my progesterone as much as it can be, you know, to support a pregnancy. And then if we're at the bleed stage, she's doing everything she can to make me bleed and start again. So every month I do it and I don't talk about it. I don't tell you sometimes because there's no point because I always it's always negative but the one thing I did do this month was every month I buy the digital ones which cost a fortune mm-hmm. and I thought you know what I'm not doing it this month I'm not buying a digital one wasting all my money just to get another negative you know it's always negative for the last year so I'm not going to do that I'm just going to get the normal ones you know with the line with the cross the one time. So I do it because she wants to see a negative test. Or it's not that she won't treat me, it's that she'll treat me differently if it's positive, but it's never positive. It's mm-hmm. always negative. So I do the test. And I'm sitting on the toilet, bleary-eyed, minding my own business, thinking, oh, this what I was actually thinking is such a kick in the guts, you know. And I even put a story up on my Instagram story, took a photo of it, because it's become a bit of a joke in my mind that every time I order a pregnancy test, I'll bleed within the next few hours, right? Mm-hmm. So I took a test and I was like, no better way to bring on a period than this, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and posted it. Um, and I posted that before, and lo and behold, the bleed has come within hours. And um, and this very faint line appeared. And I took a picture, sent it to you. You didn't answer straight away. Of course, I'm in like blind panic mode by this point. So I sent it to my mum and sent it to a friend here. And is is that a line I can see, you know? And our friend has got back to us, got back to me going, holy F, yes, it is, you know? So I just couldn't believe it, really. I just, absolute disbelief. So I thought, then I spoke to you. You said... Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when I rang you? Sure, at work. Yeah, I was just uh, I was just heading into a meeting. I mean, it was what a surprise, right? I mean, just out of out of nowhere. But then again, it's we're in that space, aren't we, where we just know to kind of 
not let our emotions run away yeah. with us, you know, because we've had a chemical pregnancy before. So it was just yeah. kind of, okay, well, let's just take it day by day. Yeah. Or hour by hour at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, and get your, your bloods done. And yeah. And your numbers checked. Yeah. Um, so amazing, excited. But what was it like for you to get that phone call from me randomly in the middle of like... I mean, my head was completely out of the game. I was, I was getting ready for a work meeting. But yeah, amazing. Mm. You know, unexpected it's just such a complete surprise but a good surprise mm. um yeah it just gives us you know potentially another shot yeah know? another chance so anyway we obviously know the drill that a positive pregnancy test doesn't equal healthy living baby um doesn't even mean the pregnancy is going to continue much past a few more days or weeks so because the line was faint. The line it? was very faint. So I then went and got my beta numbers done to try and give me a better indication of what that looked like. And last time on the January 2020, the end of January 2020, when we got that positive pregnancy test, and then a week later, five and a half weeks, I bled. Um, my beta number was 19. I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah, I remember. Anyway, so in my mind, I'm thinking if it's anything lower than that, it's definitely game over. So I went up and had my beta taken. And that takes three or four hours to come back. So, you know, like any crazy and fertile, I then ordered a digital test to be delivered to the house. <laughs> so I then did the digital test, which I have um, videoed and I will post it on my next blog as a youtube link um i'll probably do that next week or something in the next week or so i'll do that and then um and the number came so i went did the digital test came back positive couldn't believe it just could not like how on earth is this happening to us like you just could make this stuff up so then i thought well i still need to keep you know like focused on the fact that this could just all be over in in, a, in less than a week um let's see what the numbers are and the number came back as nine and i was just it as low as nine yeah I can't, I can... yeah it was nine and i think i messaged you my mum and this friend and said it's come back really low it's you know i messaged eve well as well because yeah. i messaged eve well because obviously we were starting to prep for the frozen embryo transfer prep and said you know, got a positive pregnancy test, but I'm waiting for my beta numbers. Beta numbers came back and it was nine. And I said, you know, it's going to be a chemical pregnancy. It's going to end, probably bleed within the week. And they said, well, if you haven't bled in 48 hours, go and redo your beta. So I said, okay, fine. Anyway, the acupuncturist came later that day. We worked out that I was only 12 or 13 days past ovulation at this point, 12 days, I think. Mm -hmm. Or less, I can't remember exactly. <clears throat> um, so she did an acupuncture session to support pregnancy and said, let's see what happens. So 48 hours later, I still haven't bled. So I was doing a line test every day to see if the line got darker. So I did a line test the next day, it got darker. Did a line test the next day, it got darker. That was 48 hours later. So I went and did a beta test and the numbers had gone up to 50 something mm -hmm. and you want to see them in the first early days of pregnancy you want to see your beta numbers double every 48 hours 
Um, so, of course, that was far more than double. So I couldn't believe it. And then we were on this 48-hour kind of clock. Really. A horrible space to be in. Really, Isn't it? it? Yeah. Um, and I was getting my progesterone levels checked at the same time. And I had crinone in the cupboard from previous cycles. So I just started, I just knew that that was a good thing to do. So started taking progesterone at night, every night. Um, my progesterone levels came back okay for a spontaneous pregnancy, actually. But I just wanted to know that I was doing everything I could support pregnancy continuing um back every 48 hours doubled then the next time it didn't quite double and I thought oh it's probably going to be going off yeah I thought that was the first indicator of it going back down I thought oh here we go this is this going to be the chemical pregnancy going you know we're going to go now and then 48 hours again it far more than doubled so that was the first time I cried um because everyone said to me god have you cried you must have really cried and i said no i haven't it was like i was numb Mm. Uh, understandable that that initial feeling the first time we got pregnant in january 2020 i've never felt like that again i don't think um and certainly after what happened with willow I don't know, a positive pregnancy test doesn't make you feel the same anymore. Mm. Yes, you're grateful. Which is a shame, really. It is a shame, but it is the reality of it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Yes, we were grateful that there might be this chance and you remain very cautious, very reserved. So anyway, the numbers kept doubling. And once it got to a certain point, the Eve Well said, no need to do any more bloods. The next thing you need to do is have your scan, your six-week scan. <laughs> I mean... Just come around so quick, what? right? Compared to... But we were having that discussion, weren't we? I think the reason why it's taken... Time just seemed to pass by so fast is because we've... Previously, whenever we've done this, we've kind of factored in, okay, prep time, transfer mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. then the wait to mm-hmm. see if you're pregnant. And it mm-hmm. kind of lengthens that whole mm-hmm. cycle. Whereas this, we're six weeks in and you're like, what? where the hell's the time gone? bananas yeah and I think when we've had a positive pregnancy test before you're right there's been a six week build up run up to it to getting that positive pregnancy test minimum right so by the time you get the positive pregnancy test you're already in this process six odd weeks mentally emotionally whereas you know we're suddenly in it and we're two weeks in. We're, yeah, and then you're then you're getting four weeks scan in. Done, yeah. yeah, and then two weeks later you're getting your first scan done, and you just think, how on earth are we here? That's this, what normal people this is feel what like. normal people feel like, <laughs> except they don't because <laughs> they don't. They're just excited and presume they're having a living baby, but um, you know, which isn't quite our story, but it's a bit more normal than um, our other experiences in terms of timeline. So it did feel very quick, didn't it? Like, how on earth are we having a scan to see yeah. if there's a you know, if it's in the right place. So that was that. I shocked myself because I didn't do a hundred home tests. I did five, mm-hmm. which I was very surprised about. Um, I haven't been really anxious every day. 
I think, again, a lot of that comes from this is almost like a bonus chance, really, because mm-hmm. our mind was so much so on the fact that we have, have a genetically normal frozen embryo. Yeah. That was it. That was kind of our our yeah. plan, you know, to go yeah. back. And then this, you know, we just get given this amazing chance. Yeah. You know, I think we would have been a lot more anxious if that was the frozen embryo. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Um, so you were surprisingly calm mm. and you have been surprisingly calm so mm. far. Um, you would start to get super nervous in the run up to the scans. Yeah. Generally, I was okay up until the point where we were in the waiting room about to be scanned. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the nerves would kind of kick in, the anxiety would kick in. But generally speaking, you've been super calm. Mm-hmm. And you're right. If If I imagine myself doing the frozen embryo transfer prep, flying back to London, having the frozen embryo transfer put in me, I know I know I would be more stressed than I am right now. Because um, if it doesn't work, you're back in that limbo land of nothingness. With, yeah, you know? you've got nothing, yeah. There's no plan B at that no. point, you know, lined up. You've got to really weigh up your options and start from scratch again. Yeah. Whereas as terrible as it sounds, if something went wrong, this has come out of such nowhere yeah. for us, you know, we've, we've got the one in the freezer. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's just helped a little bit. I think it does help psychologically a bit to have a, to feel like there's a buffer there somewhere for the future, which we've not had before. We've not had that buffer there before. And of course, if you were transferring that embryo, that is, you're back to that yeah. place where there's no buffer, right? So anxiety comes back in again. And don't get me wrong, it's not been free of anxiety for me, but it's not been as um, as anxious as I as I imagined it might yeah. be. It, I think certainly for the first few weeks, if anything, it was probably a numbness that just saw me through. Yeah, but you you started now to get a, a lot more anxious before your scans and stuff. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is because this was a natural conception, we've just not been able to genetically test the embryo. Yes. Yeah. So we just, even as we're recording this, we do not know whether it will be uh, genetically okay. No, true. And, you know, we've got that NT scan coming up. Mm. We've just done the bloods, not got the results back yet. So that's kind of, for me anyway, that's kind of, uh, I can't completely relax. No. Until we've at least got that out of the way, you know. Yeah. And I'm feeling calm about it. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Mm. I'm, I'm, you know but you still don't know, right? No. So um, I'm going to be interested to see how I feel once we're past that stage, you know, knock on wood. Mm. Um, then we're kind of in uncharted territory, aren't we? Yeah, so, I mean, it has been kind of weird doing all the same things again because, of course, we've done a whole first trimester and got into a second trimester with Willow. Um, so this is, it's weird, right, just doing the same things again, crossing the same milestones um thinking we've been here before um you know we're not we're not we're not past where it all went terribly wrong yet still um but yeah the, i mean the first scan we went there was a very small flicker that could be kind of seen but not heard but a flicker was picked up and it was in the right place um right size right size which was looking back on the pregnancy with willow was 
one of the first indicators really wasn't it because the fetus was always slightly slightly smaller than the gestational sac so it was always slightly behind there was like always a discrepancy whereas this time you know the baby and the gestational sac have been the same size the whole time um and they've just kind of come along you know in unison which gives me a little bit more hope that maybe we're going to have a different outcome this time because that bit's different, right, to what it was last time. And also the shape of it is more regular, whereas the shape of it last time was more irregular. And also the other thing that we're noticing, so we had that first scan and then we went back five days later and picked up a heartbeat, which was great. Um, So that was our six weeks and few days scan. Then we went back two weeks after that. Nice, strong heartbeat. Growth had come on really well. And then um, two weeks after that, which is the one we just had last week, which was our first, 10 weeks and five days. First kind of out-of-body scan. Yeah, my first scan on the outside, yeah. So that was done abdominally, which um, always feels weird when you've gone through so much fertility treatment and you're constantly used to dates with Wanda to have something on the outside of your belly seems completely alien. Whereas I'm sure to other people who have spontaneous pregnancies and haven't been through fertility treatment, abdominal, abdominal scans are the norm and a date with Wanda would be weird. But, you know, for us, it's completely the other way around. Um, but one thing that I keep saying when we're in the scans, so actually let's go back. I just want to talk about triggers quickly and the heartbeat the hearing the heartbeat I found really difficult because that's the last thing that we heard before we suddenly got all the bad news so the last time I heard a heartbeat from within my body was the very same day that I was completely relieved that there was a heartbeat so 12 weeks and five days pregnant with Willow and then the very next thing was I can't not tell you what I can see. There's all these things wrong with your baby. And so for me to hear a heartbeat from within my body again, I I, it, I found it really, really hard at the six week and five day scan and the eight week and five day scan. I found it really difficult. But then on this last one, 10 weeks and five days, didn't cry first time. And actually, although it took me back a bit, I felt a bit easier with it. So maybe just the exposure to it now is getting a little bit easier. But yeah, I found it very, very difficult. Um, Makes me want to just sort of leave my body a little bit when I think about it. But the last time wasn't so bad. Um, So just in case anybody else has kind of got a similar story to us, um, just just something I've noticed with how I felt about things. But the other thing is, in the scan, is when we were having scans with Willow, I could never make out any features. Like, no one ever made out any fingers or eyes or until we did the NT scan. And then, of course, everything got picked up along with all the bad. But in the normal scans, on the normal ultrasound equipment, could never pick out like a jaw or eyes or anything like that or the eye sockets should I say the features are like the little skeleton forming and stuff whereas we've been able to see that Mm. since eight weeks and 
I do wonder, because obviously Willow had a big cystic hygroma on her head, plus loads of fluid at the back of her neck, if all of that fluid was kind of blocking that view, I don't know. I probably need to find a fetal medicine specialist <laughs> and get them on the podcast and ask them. Um, maybe I should. But um, it would make sense to me if they, if you've got this big fluid mass, then maybe you're not going to get such clarity on little features yeah. and stuff. And And obviously with Edward syndrome, you have you know, clenched fists and um, the legs can be, you know, um, misshapen and things like that. So I, I do wonder if that's why we didn't pick up those little details on the scans with Willow. But this time she was able to identify fingers mm-hmm. and little skulls. So these, these things are, I think, the things that I hang on to for hope. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. different in a good way. And it makes me hopeful that we might have a different outcome. Um because they are different. I don't. I didn't see any of that last time. Yeah, and the other thing that I keep saying is you're nowhere near as sick as you were in True. the first pregnancy as well. And who knows, you know, why you were so sick? I mean, maybe it was, maybe it had something to do with the fact that our baby was so unwell. Yeah. Maybe not, but you've just been completely different this time around. Yeah. Um, so that's something I hang on to. Yeah. So I mean, I've got a good feeling about it this time around. Um, I don't feel as nervous as I thought I would be. But again, I tend to get super nervous in the hours before the scan, yeah. you know. So I know I know I will be nervous by then. Yeah. As, as I said, still just kind of taking it day by day at the minute, you know. Mm. And then we've been and had the NIPT. And because we're in Dubai, it takes 10 to 14 working days. So um that could have us getting the results back any time from the 18th to the 21st of April. Um, and we have our NT scan booked for the 19th of April, which will be 12 weeks and five days, exactly the same days, amount of days as I was pregnant when I was pregnant with Willow, mm. <laughs> which I'm not really sure how I feel about that entirely. Um, but, you know, it's that's when he's available to do it. So we'll go with it. I mean, I think it will be a bit of a weird day for me to know that I'm exactly the same gestation as I was with Willow, having exactly the same procedure when our whole world came tumbling down. So I just have to wait and feel that out and see how I feel about that nearer the time. But um, getting this scheduled in and getting the availability, unfortunately, doesn't leave us much choice on when that can be done. So I just have to walk through that as it happens um so yeah I mean we are I don't know how many days down now six working days down out of the 10 to 14 yeah so you know it's just another update to come yeah um we've had this time we've had the NIPT with micro deletions um which we didn't have last time um to see you know it checks for a wider range of conditions um and is very thorough so we'll have to see what that comes back with and let's just hope it all comes back as low risk um this time and the nt scan comes back nice and clear How do you feel about it? Yeah, fine. Like I said, I'm calm at the minute. I feel okay about it all. Um, mm. 
I normally get nervous in the run up to the scans, you know, in the hours before, not necessarily the days before like you, mm-hmm. but in the hours before. So I know on that day I'm going to be nervous, mm-hmm. but at the moment I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm feeling quite calm about it all, mm-hmm. just cr- crossing everything and hope for the best. I think I was feeling much calmer until my body started changing. Of course, my body started changing quite early this time. Um, probably because I've done a first trimester and got into a second trimester before in the last two years. So my body's like, oh, pregnant again. This is what we do. And I think for me, all the time I wasn't really physically showing, I felt calmer. And the more that I physically change, sort of the less calm I feel about it, I think because it shows me, you know, what I would have to try and get myself back from if it all didn't go yeah. okay and I again. I think last time you were having such enjoyment taking a picture of yourself every week, mm. watching yourself change, mm. you know. I don't again, have that to, this time. to then have that bad news, yeah. maybe that's why you're feeling, you're not feeling so comfortable about witnessing yourself change again, just in case. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I haven't been able to do that again this time. You took one on the beach with me the other day, Hmm. which I've posted in the middle of a reel, but um, that still still took quite a lot of uh, courage to do and to take, in fact, because I haven't taken any others. So that's very different to last time. Hmm. And how do you think people have been around us? I mean... In what way? I mean, everyone's been super happy for us. Mm. People are a little bit more measured, but that's because you put those boundaries in place, you know? You don't Mm -hmm. want people getting too overly excited or Mm -hmm. thinking too far ahead because, you know, we don't know, you know, what what will be after this this test on the 19th, you know? So I think people have been great around us. Mm -hmm. But you've you've made it clear what you want, you know? I'm I'm kind of a little bit more chilled out in that respect. Mm -hmm. Um... But, yeah, people have been great, I think. Mm-hmm. And it is. I think it is important, though, to say what's helpful and what's not. And if you don't say it, then be prepared to have to fend off all sorts of conversations, you know, um, which just adds stress to what is already quite a pressured environment, I think. And for me, I just thought I just need to make sure that I'm super clear about what's helpful and what's not. Because when it's not helpful, it lands really heavy. Yeah. And then you can spin on it, you know. Yeah. You just sort of don't need that extra. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we've got our results. Well, we've got our NT scan coming up. We've got the blood test results that we're waiting for. Um, and as I said, I've got, you know, a good feeling about it. You know, I've said it before, I'm going to be nervous um, in the run-up to it. But all you can do is just hope for the best, really, and just take it day by day and... You know, we'll give you another update when uh, when we've got more news. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, the next update will be a good one. So we'll let you know. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And if this podcast is bringing you any value or helping you in any way, what would be really um, lovely and what we would really appreciate is if you could hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a little review. And if you have liked it, give us five stars because this is the thing that will help other people find our podcast too. And that's how podcasts get seen. So um, it would cost nothing in terms of money and just a few seconds of your time but would really mean so much to us so thanks for listening and we'll be back next time Mm